Take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. Boy, oh boy, do I have a treat for you all today. You know how we always talk about how we have the capacity to change the channel and raise our vibration so that we can elevate ourselves and move into a frequency that's harmonious with who we really want to be and the life we really love? Well, my next guest in the gray space is Daniel Scranton. And he literally is a channel. We're going to discover with him more about what that is, what he does, and how each of us has the ability to open our own channel and attune ourselves to the reality we want to experience. Daniel is a verbal channel, spiritual teacher, and sound healer. He's been channeling the 12th dimensional non-physical collective known as the Creators since the fall of 2010. Since then, a wide array of other guides and collectives have spoken through him. Some of those include Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, Quan Yin, Yeshua, the Hathors, the Pleiadian High Council of Seven, and the Arcturian Council. He also discovered an ability to channel light languages and healing overtones, and he's used this ability to help others heal themselves and manifest the reality they desire. So you can see why he's right up our alley here in the grace space. Daniel works with individuals in one-on-one sessions, he does group events, and he teaches a variety of classes, including channeling classes. Daniel lives on the island of Maui with his lovely wife, Mary Chris, and their daughter, Talea. Welcome, Daniel. I am so, so thrilled to have you here in the Grace Space today. It's nice to be here. (laughs) So, Daniel, tell everybody what it is you do and, and what you call yourself. A lot of things. <laughs> um, people primarily know me for my channeling, um, which is a process of raising my vibration to connect to higher consciousness and to be able to translate that energy that they send into words that people can understand. And sometimes I speak in a light language which isn't meant to be understood. So. I channel those and I channel tones and overtones as well. Wow. So how long have you been doing this and how did it start? Over 10 years of uh, channeling verbally. Um, It started in March of 2000. Well, it started really in January of 2010 when I realized that the energy work I was doing was causing things to happen that were involuntary. So hands moving involuntarily like this over the person's body, head going like this. No volition on my part to do that. And then when I started going, I thought, well, that's like verbal channeling. I know what that is. (laughs) 
Right. So it sounds like, um, you know, you, you said that you, you translate these uh, frequencies into words that right. can be understood by people. So it sounds a bit like, you know, how a, a radio, for example, takes um, signals that are in the air and, and yeah. turns them into sounds that we can hear. Would you say that it's a similar process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's a great analogy, too, because you can turn your your dial or now it's like an up or down button, but we used to have di- these things called dials. <laughs> yes, I remember those. <laughs> and, um, and get to a different frequency. And um, in fact, FM, I think stands for frequency modulation. Hmm. And um, so you're, you're tuning yourself when you channel to a frequency that you know, sometimes is intentional and sometimes it's not intentional. Sometimes you're just like, well, I want to channel. Let's see who comes through me right now. And um, at this point, I feel like I can channel just about any higher dimensional being. I don't do well with like disembodied spirits, which is medium work, which is way more popular. It's on television everywhere people um, being mediums, you know, there's not a lot of uh, mainstream uh, network television covering. (laughs) I mean, network, but I'm obviously we're talking like discovery channel and I'm not sure what channel the Long Island medium is on, but But it's not CBS or NBC. <laughs> well, you know, that that's partly why I would I wanted so much to to have you visit us on the gray space because I think that uh bringing what you do uh you know down to earth in quotes or you know more into the into the mainstream acceptance and understanding uh is really key to our evolution as human as hum, human beings uh into our an under, greater understanding of what we are uh, and what we're capable of you talk about raising your vibration to tune to a, a frequency that you can uh, be you know in harmony with uh entities who are on that on that vibration or on that frequency. And, you know, similarly, as a spiritual coach, when I work with people, one of the first things that I teach people is how to raise their vibration in a very simple way. This is not rocket science. And to me, every human being is capable of it. Would you agree with that? I would. Absolutely. In fact, a lot of people probably start it not not knowing what it is. Luckily, I knew what was happening to me. And, you know, I was thoroughly ensconced in the world of channeling. So when this started happening, I embraced it fully. I wasn't afraid of it. Um, I, I kind of, I questioned it at first, like would normal person would do and was wondering, what is this? What's happening to me? I was fortunate enough to talk to the most popular channeled entity in the world about it right right before it's i've managed to make sense of what was happening and speak in english for it so so who was this uh popular channeled entity that you spoke with abraham abraham okay yes abraham is the number one in the world i would say in terms of 
uh, number of people following the work of Esther. Right, of course. And so yeah. would you explain a little bit about when, when you say Abraham, are, are you talking about a person? Are you ta- Is this somebody who has passed over? Is this a collective? What, what, are, what are people who receive Abraham receiving? People probably do think that Abraham is a person. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, um, unless you really follow Esther and what she's doing and you know the whole backstory and the whole thing, you, you a lot of people just don't understand what's going on. But um, it is a collective. It is a non-physical collective. So it's not the same as thinking about a group of people. People always want to bring it back down to earth and try to make sense of it with like the way that we know about groups of people and collectives and things. But Abraham is a consciousness that once that all the, I don't even know if this is true or not, but I'll say it this way anyway, that the, the collective that now is Abraham once did each, each have, kind of like a sense of individuality and had bodies and in lower dimensional experiences and then ascended to where Abraham resides, which I believe is the 12th Mm -hmm. dimension, the highest one in the universe to become these teachers um, of, you know, metaphysics and how to basically live a happy life. So I, I'm absolutely fascinated by uh, the dimensional levels. And this is an, another thing that I, I really want to uh, open up our minds to here in the gray space for everyone who's listening. Where you know, this is not some far out crazy new age speak. This is physics. We we already know that there are dimensional levels and that we exist on multiple dimensional levels in our own being. And so, so this is a third dimensional level here on earth. Am I right? And we're talking, and I talk a lot about ascension in the work that I do and our ascent, our ascension to the fifth dimensional level of consciousness. Could you talk a little bit about that, Daniel, and what it means? Well, I'm not a science guy, but I did see uh, an article on Google about scientists talking about sending a particle to the fifth dimension or something recently. It's Hmm. been very recent that this came out. So scientists are able to say, I think they say time is the fourth dimension. But I don't like to think of it in those terms um, because then you're, you're, you're saying, well, there's, there's height and width (laughs) and length. And, and that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about levels of consciousness. Um, So, like the rock has a certain amount of consciousness to it. The plant has a certain amount of consciousness to it. And then the animal and the human have a higher level of consciousness, obviously. But I did also just recently see something about spinach. A very long time ago, somebody hooked a piece of lettuce up to a lie detector <laughs> <laughs> and found out that the lettuce registers on the lie detector like we do like a lie detector is basically not measuring whether you're telling a lie or not it's measuring your response to the question yes or your response to your answer to the question right in in certain terms of electrical response 
Yeah, like all, all those things you can measure on a very subtle level in the body. Just like if you're really good, you could just look at someone's eyes and see whether the pupils are dilating or something. Right. Um, so anyway, so so everything has consciousness, we, we know, um, or at least most of us accept that to be true. And everything is energy as well. So consciousness creates energy. As that's my understanding of what happens is consciousness. The, the channeler, Daryl Anka, channels a wonderful ET named Bashar who described it so beautifully when he said that consciousness, like think of this as consciousness, and then consciousness reflecting back on itself is like two of these shapes together creating the one in the, the intersection point, mm. which is called the Vesica Pisces. Yes, the Vesica Pisces. Yeah, I just want to, for yeah. our, our listeners, since we won't be able to see you, uh, Daniel just put, oh. he just put his, uh, he just put his, I, I know, we're, we're, we're looking at each other on screen, but but when uh, we actually go uh, to air with this, it'll just be uh, audio. So, okay, so okay. Daniel just put his fingers together in a circle to make, uh, he put his uh, index and his thumb together in circles and then, and then he crossed them over each other, right? So, so it's like two circles right. that come together. Circles, like when you learned in in school about Venn diagrams, right? Right, right. The, the intersection of the two groups, like these are mothers and these are mothers with children and you know, yes, exactly. So, <laughs> so when the two circles come together and intersect, it forms a vesica Pisces, which is a for a shape and say, if you study sacred geometry, uh, which is su- supposedly the creation of light comes from the vesica Pisces, which is the shape of our eyes. Exactly. Too, it's it's cool. crazy. I know. I just love that. So, yeah. so as, and then that is the energy that vesica Pisces that we all exist as and all energy has a vibration that's measurable so when you when you talk about somebody and you go oh that person i really like their energy it's a vibe you know oh, i like i like their vibe i'm, I'm we're vibing in <laughs> this other person we're, we're we're on the same wavelength you know so we do have a greater understanding in our normal day-to-day conversation about these things than most people think we do because um, I'll say to somebody, I'm a channeler and they'll be like, what's that? But then you watch any like uh, mainstream uh, show or news program. Like um, I think it was on entertainment tonight where I saw a clip where they said, Matthew McConaughey channeling his character in dazed and confused. And it's like, so they think that people know what that means. But if I say I'm a channeler, people are like, well, what does that mean? Right. Well, it's like we we have an intuitive understanding of it, but uh, we don't right. we don't necessarily take ourselves that seriously. I mean, in other words, we don't necessarily honor the ability that we have as divine beings to I mean, really what it comes down to, it seems to me, is that the air is full of signals. It's full of everything. In fact, the entire universe, everything is accessible in one point, any point of space. Uh, you know, and, and as Thomas Troward said, your uh, your mind is a is a center of divine operation, keyword being a center of divine operation. So, you know, in the universe, which is infinite, there is no center. Everything is center. Every place is center. And all information can be uh, apprehended or, or uh, you know, uh, picked out of the air in a way if you're at the right frequency. And it's as, as, you know, when I'm coaching and I, and I 
and I'm talking to someone about abundance, for example, I tried to explain that, you know, abundance is a frequency or it's a, it has yeah. a, a, a consciousness and, and you want to harmonize with the consciousness of abundance in order to demonstrate abundance in your life. If you're in a scarcity mindset and all you see is what's missing and what isn't going right, et cetera, you're mm. on a different frequency. And just like, you know, changing the channel mm. on your television, you know that you're not going to get Discovery Channel on CNN any more than you're mm. going to get news on the Discovery Channel. You've got to change the channel. And so we have the ability, our brain is the switching state that has the ability to move from one frequency to another. And this is an amazing capability that every human being has. And so it, it's it's not such a mystery, but I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what, what you do is you're just, you're accepting the gift that I think we've all been given to be able to tune in to different frequencies. So when you say you raise your vibration, how do you do that? Well, I'll back up a little bit to your original question about how it all started before I even woke up uh, spiritually before I, I I was still, I was still an atheist at this point. I would get really tired and I couldn't nap. Didn't, didn't have the ability to shut myself down in the middle of the day to take a nap. So what I would do is I would lie down and I would close my eyes and I would not fall asleep. And then I would get up and I'd say, oh, I feel better after that. How long was that? That was 20 minutes. So then I thought, well, I should do this then when I want to rejuvenate. So I thought, well, I can set an alarm for 20 minutes or I can see how many breaths it takes. This is like I had no idea about meditation. <laughs> how many breaths does it take for 20 minutes to, to transpire? So I counted. And then I only, that's all I did ever. I never set the alarm again. I would just lie down, count my breath. That's meditation. And I, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. Then I woke up from a Deepak Chopra um, interview with Tony Robbins because I'm, I was a big, uh, still am a big raw food, natural healing type of guy. And Deepak was very into like the whole body ability to heal itself thing. And I thought, Oh, I like this guy. So I started getting my hands on all his stuff. And then he started to make sense of things to me that I was just very logical and pragmatic. And I thought, you know, we're all just going to die someday and be in the ground, you know? And, um, but when you learn about the way the universe works and the quantum the quantum universe in particular and how, how responsive it is to, it it just made more sense to me that there was uh, a, a consciousness, uh, uh, you know, a source of all this and that it was purposeful and not random and chaotic. And um, so I started believing in things that I used to laugh at (laughs) like energy. <laughs> and, um, and then I went down that spirituality rabbit hole that so many of us go down. Um, lucky for me, it was still a very uh, nice place to be uh, the, the world of the new age. <laughs> Lately, it's gotten a little crazy. Uh, if someone wakes up now, they're going to think that being awake means believing in conspiracies, but um, back then it was a much cleaner it's, it's a environment <laughs> yeah. where 
<laughs> it was about, you know, meditating and the power of uh, now by Eckhart Tolle and, you know, these sorts of things that were very nice to uh, digest. So I got into as much of it as I could. And then Conversations with God led me to channeling, which led me to the Seth books, which led me to Abraham, which, as you heard, I eventually started to really digest as much of the Abraham material as I could. So Esther had so many books that were out. I owned all of them, read all of them. She had channeled, um, she still does could do like um, all these seminars all over the country. And then occasionally she'll go off the U S too. And, and I would get in a plane and fly for the weekend and go see her in Phoenix or San Antonio or Chicago or whatever, because I was so into it. And I just loved sitting at these workshops. And then I started to make my, my circle of friends was all based on Abraham. And then I'd go on cruises and, and I actually met, um, women that I wound up dating and one of them I wound up marrying on a cruise, you know, (laughs) of Abraham. And so um, it was my world, you know, this channeling thing, but I never thought I was going to be someone who did it because back in 2010, there weren't as many people who were known channelers. Right. I knew about Esther. I knew about Daryl. I may have heard, had heard about maybe one or two other people, but it's much, it's much more of a common thing today. Just like light language is so much more of a common thing to see today than it was in 2010. But I, but like I said, I got to ask Abraham, I got in the hot seat a couple of times with them where I was able to ask about what's going on with me. I don't understand this. Mm. <laughs> like the first time I was on um, a week before one of their cruises and I, um, I started to receive a download of energy through my crown and I was awake already when this happened, but right before it started, I had a dream. And in the dream, I said to this guy who actually works for Esther Um, as her cameraman, I said, I understand now about the other beings. Mm -hmm. And this is a guy who is so into ETs, like he always had been. I never was. I thought, yeah, they're out there, but who cares? And uh, that's what I said to him in the dream. And then I wake up and I get all this energy moving through my body, completely orgasmic. It's like my body is basically lifted off the bed because my back is arched and I'm in such ecstasy as this is happening that I can't even believe that what's happening. Like it's just unbelievable to me. And I just start talking to it and I'm telling it, I want more, please, more, please, one more time, one more time. And then I have a thought while it's going on. I think, I wonder what this has to do with that dream. I wonder what this has to do with aliens. And then I got a huge surge of energy through me. So then I just started thinking aliens over and over again because <laughs> I was addicted at this point to the energy. And um, at a certain point, I go, all right, um, I can talk to them then. So I'm talking to them in my head, asking questions telepathically. If the answer is yes, I get a surge of energy through me. If the answer is no, I get nothing. 
this goes on for I don't know how long. And then I say, oh, maybe I can see you in the room. So I take my sleep mask off, which I had on the whole time. And I look around, I don't see anything, but I immediately get flooded with energy again. Ah, so that was like, they were saying, yeah, we're here, we're present. Yeah. I, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, and then it just that just went on for I don't know how much longer. And I just got up eventually out of bed and I thought, well, I've been meditating every day for 10 years, but I'm going to step it up because I want to feel this again. So when you, who, who, who's out there? Who, why, and why? What what's the deal? You channel a uh, a ninth dimensional collective called the Arcturians, right? And this is uh, this is how I got to know you because I absolutely love those broadcasts and I read them every day. Uh, I find them so much in alignment with my sensibility, I guess that, uh, and mm. I often repost them. Can you tell us a little bit about the Arcturians? Who are they? Why do they care about us? Who else is out there involved in helping us? And what are they helping us do? There are the, what most people in the new age consider to be the major star systems in the galaxy where there has been life, there is life now. Arcturus is actually in the Bootes, I don't know how to pronounce it, B-O-O-T-E-S uh, constellation. It's a red giant Arcturus. And uh, so people talk about the Arcturian star system and I had, I had heard about it for a while. I'd already been channeling at this point for, I'm going to say, about seven years. And I thought, well, <coughs> they, um, they seem appealing to me. I don't know what it is about the Arcturians, but I kind of want to get involved with them at some point. And I thought the same thing about the Pleiades and the Pleiadians are probably the group that's channeled the most out there of ET groups. Um, whereas you don't hear a lot of people channeling uh, people being from Orion or Antares um, or Cassiopeia, but these are all considered the major star systems. I'm sure there's more. I, the thing that's interesting too is we're talking about dimensionality and um, when you raise your vibration you and you go into a higher dimensional plane, you experience more of what's out there. And the best analogy for that is we all know that there's sound we can't hear mm -hmm. because we know about dog whistles. So the dog hears a dog whistle, you and I don't hear it, then the dog responds to it. But we know that sound is out there. It's just at a higher octave, I'm going to say. I'm not a big sound. I don't understand all that either. But <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's higher than maybe in, in hertz or something. Then we can audibly you know, interpret into sound. Just as there's light on the visual, on the light spectrum light. that is not part of the visual light spectrum, at least that we can see. Right, which is why some people see things and other people don't. And we say those people are clairvoyant. And it's like, they're just attuned to 
that higher frequency where they're able to perceive what's there that like a portal or a fairy, but the person sitting next to them is like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So then it would make sense that as we go higher in dimension, which just means higher in frequency range, as far as I'm concerned, it's just a higher level at which like right now we have our base that we'll go to here on earth, which is like suicidal despair, you know, that's like the lowest we're going to go. And then the highest we're going to go is like complete ecstasy, bliss, joy, um, love. And, and that's our range that we vibrate in. And then as we go to the fifth dimension, it's a higher range of experience. So there'll be no more pits of despair once we're fifth dimensional. So what what does that mean to be fifth dimensional and 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 can you explain a bit about how we're heading in that direction vibrationally on earth? Well, think about the the most peaceful, think about Buddha, Jesus, think about people that are like that today if you've ever like seen a Tibetan monk or something or and you've just felt the energy coming off of them and you're like, "Ah, they're so peaceful. (laughs) They're just so present and, and know that divinity is everywhere and they're not pushing against anything. They're not interested in politics at all. I'm sure. (laughs) And they're vibrating so high and that's, if we could all be there right now, then the we're all part of a collective consciousness. So I contribute to it. You contribute to it. Everyone contributes to it all over the world. And so what you're contributing to it is then let's think about like a giant bathtub. You either add more hot, you add more cold, you're changing the temperature. You put some salt in there, you're changing the the makeup of that water. So we're all doing that. We're all in the same bathtub. We just don't know mm, it. Right. And what we're offering so, is, is a vibration. Is that what you're talking about? What yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, you contribute by what you focus on. You know, it's a simple, you know, you've seen this uh, cartoon, if you want to call it that of a two guys or two people and they're sitting in hospital beds and one's looking out the window and smiling at the birds and the clouds and the sunshine. And the other one's not by the window and they're like, their face is like sunken and they just look terrible. And um, that's kind of like the choice we're making every day, you know, turn on the TV and watch the news or go outside and connect with nature. It's like, it's that simple. And, and I think what happens throughout our lives is we learn through experience. Hopefully, we, we get to the point where we care more about how we feel than we do about being right. Yeah. Being on the right side, having all the information so you can make all the right decisions. It's all very, that's all very mental. And that's mind is very third dimensional in its limitations in what we're capable of perceiving with our minds, what we're capable of knowing with our minds. There's a limitation to it that's built in, that's 
meant to keep us in the third dimension because we were always meant to have these third dimensional lives and experiences because they help us grow and hopefully help us eventually choose to feel more than we then we're caring so much about what other people think mm. about us. And, and instead we're saying, you know what, there's this world happening inside of me of feelings that I can tap into. And I get to, like you were saying earlier, I can teach myself how to feel better, which is what meditation is, which is what being introspective is all about, what people talk about processing emotions you know you go and you you go to a therapist and you just talk about what's going on in your life and you feel better because you're processing it and the therapist keeps asking that the the very stereotypical therapist question is and how did that make you feel because they want you to feel yes Yes. because if you're not feeling what you're feeling you're ignoring something that is hugely important that will lead that we now know will lead to heart attack will lead to cancer will lead to stroke if you don't do something about it and and the very simple the one that everybody kind of accepts is like ulcer headache yeah. you know grinding your teeth having a tmj all that stuff is coming from people just walking around not dealing with the fear, the anxiety, the things they're feeling that they're not allowing themselves to fully engage with or express. Exactly. And being caught up in that fight or flight or freeze response of the nervous system, the stress response of the nervous system, which so many people are are caught up in so much of the time mm -hmm. is very, very destructive to health. And, and so it's possible. See, you know, before I had a, a lot of understanding, I didn't understand, you know, what it meant, to, like to go to another dimension. It was like traveling through space and time. And, you know, I had a mm -hmm. sort of linear uh, way of looking at things, you know, like almost like the way we, we saw these things in the 80s and the 90s was very, very different, you know. Um, but but actually, what it seems what seems to be happening, or my my perception of it anyway, is that we, Im we embody, we can embody a fifth dimensional consciousness or awareness here in the third dimension while living in the third dimension, living in a body. Yeah. And that's what Jesus said, you know, called being in the world, but not of it. You know, I'm not, um, yeah. I'm, I'm not a product of this environment. I'm, I, uh, by my focus and attention, uh, and intention, uh, decide what I'm going to place my attention on and, and how I'm going to feel, uh, and I'm going to be the one who's looking out the window at nature and <laughs> experiencing joy rather than, mm. you know, uh, focusing on something that's going to bring my vibration down. And mm. that the choice is really up to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus said a lot of great things like the kingdom of heaven is within you. Um, ye are gods. Yes. He was saying to people. You think I'm the only son of God? You think I'm the only one with divinity around here? <laughs> he said, you guys can do all this stuff and more that you're so fascinated by me doing yeah. and kept trying to tell people, no, no, it's in you. It's you. You don't. You, and then, of course, it all got changed into you know, you better believe in them. Exactly. Well, in, not get in. <laughs> in, uh, in Kundalini yoga, part of my background is, uh, is as a teacher of Kundalini yoga and, uh, 
and meditation. And, you know, we, we look at it from the yogic perspective, the cycles of time, you know, and, and the astrological ages wrapped up in larger and larger circles of, of time, the seasons of consciousness. And, you know, from, from that perspective, we're now in the Aquarian age, whereas up until 2012, we were in the age of Pisces, which was just a different uh, code. You know, it was a different set of codes. Uh, and now now that we're in the Aquarian age, I mean, if you think about how dramatically things have changed since 2012, it's really quite astounding and the acceleration of, of everything. Uh, that we're in a completely different paradigm of understanding. Yeah. And so what would be your number one uh, message to people? Um, a lot of people are afraid right now, right? They, they're worried about this pandemic. They're worried about the political situations that, you know, their attention is being absorbed by things outside themselves that they can't control. Mm. And they're, and, and they're, giving their power away essentially and hoping that the people in positions of leadership will find the answers. And that's really not the model that we're working with anymore. We're actually working with a model where we um, go within and all the answers are, are within truly. And we can form collectives of a different kind that we're, we'll be able to find solutions because the fifth dimension is the dimension of solutions. Whereas the third is the, is the dimension of problems. And mm. so what would you, what would you say, to our listeners, that would be like the the single most important thing to remember, uh, or or um, thing thing that you could do to make yourself feel better if you start to get caught up in worry or stress about the the state of the world nowadays. You know, I've been really lucky um, living on Maui that we're sort of we do we are affected by the pandemic here. You know, we do have cases and. Our cases do go up um, when, you know, more tourists come in. And, but I'm also in a situation right now where I'm raising a one and a half year old daughter and we have a house and we live on a third of an acre and we've just been, you know, enjoying our life here in the bubble sort of from all of it, but it, it's hard to even imagine what people are going through who were living in a city when this broke out. And it's easy to understand why people would say, I don't want to stay inside. I don't want to wear a mask when I go outside. I want to get together with my family at Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's really easy to see why it's been hard for us all to handle it. Um, and like I said, it's been easier based just on circumstances for some than others. But um, certainly when you get people thinking in terms of, well, this is global and how did it get started? And, who's benefiting from it and what's in these vaccines and are they trying just to control and manipulate us? And that, that's a level of consciousness mm. like you're talking about. I mean, it's a, do you think people are basically good or people are basically bad? Cause if people are basically good, I don't see how there could be this many people in on it. You know, <laughs> this, this whole idea of what, people think is happening. But um, the best thing to do is go back to, I'm going to go back to my original teacher, Deepak Chopra, who pointed out in a study 
that people who show the quality or the trait of adaptability live the longest, which essentially means go with the flow, Mm. roll with the punches. You know, if this is what's happening, then you make the most of it. You know, that movie life is beautiful comes to mind with a Roberto Benito. Yes. Yes. Um, where he's in a concentration camp with his son, I think, and he's trying to make it seem like this is a fun place to be. And it's for all the just a game. Sake. Yeah. And it's the most beautiful movie I think I have ever seen. Yeah. I, I, I remember I mean, that so well. And it's, I mean, it's the quintessential, it's a beautiful artistic uh, mm. sto- rendering of, of the law of non-resistance and also, you know, mm. um, this idea that anything, any situation contains the seed of uh, any situation that we would label bad, I guess, contains the the seed of a, an equal or greater benefit if we're willing to look for it. Well, that's the thing, too, that the guides, the Arcturians I've been channeling, which to answer your earlier question, I think they started to come and be more active in terms of their uh, teachings with humanity in recent years. Like I didn't know of anyone who channeled Arcturians before I was channeling Arcturians. And now I know that there are three or four other people out there that I'm aware of who are channeling them. And I'm sure there's a lot more. So I think they've come in recently to be a part of our group of teachers that we have access to. And I think that they are very, interested in spirituality, interested in the development of the consciousness. And they're helping us with that because they're in the ninth dimension. They're non-physical. They don't really have anything else to do you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> to help others. Right. <laughs> so they, they've been saying since the beginning here, look, it doesn't matter how it got started. Don't worry about it. There's a million now past. If you think we didn't talk about timelines today, but if if you Mm. think about timelines and that we're not all just living out one predetermined set of circumstances, we're jumping onto these different timelines, which are like different highways that lead to different places. Yes. Oh, that's a whole fascinating conversation. Timelines. I'm crazy about timelines. (laughs) If that's true, if, if there's not one future, if there's multiple futures then there's multiple past. Yes. So in the now, you're choosing the past you want to choose by how you're vibrating too. So you vibrate on the where there's a past where someone intentionally set this virus loose mm. on all of us, you know, or you are on the timeline now based on how you're vibrating where it was not intentional. And it, it's up to you. Mm. So so that's what they've said from the beginning. and they And they've also said, you know, use the time that you have to be by yourself and be in your home to do the work on yourself that you need to do to go within. But unfortunately, we're living at a time where there's the internet. And so people instead can go out there and see like, oh, what's this about, you know, this person and that person and connecting the dots between all these different, you know, conspiracies. And some of them are so wildly easily disproven Mm -hmm. just 
you know, it's just, they make no sense at all. So, but, but people get sucked in mm-hmm. and we know people who believe wholeheartedly in them and, and it's, you know, um, it's hard because the, the, these are spiritually awake people who are forgetting that the, 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 one of the number one truths that Seth taught us all is that we create our own reality. Yes. And you create your own reality based on your vibration and your vibration can be as easily altered uh, by taking a deep breath, uh, feeling for your heart. Like, remember, you have one of these mm-hmm. in here in the center of your chest and you can feel for it instead of going in your head in the loop of, about uh, what you read online. Yes, you know? exactly. Well, and if I had to uh, sum up the wisdom of this conversation in one sentence, that's that's what I would go to, you know, is, is feel for your heart. You create your own reality. So feel for yeah. your heart and remember that you've got one and that everything in life is, uh, and as Neville Goddard said, man's chief delusion is his conviction that there are causes other than his own state of consciousness. Beautifully said. So beautifully yeah. said. Neville yeah. Neville was a great mystic. Well, Daniel, do you have anything that you'd like to tell people about just in terms of what you offer as a teacher, as a what what are you what are if people are just falling in love with you during this conversation saying, I gotta know <laughs> I gotta know more about this guy. How do they reach you and how could they work with you? Well, every day there's a new message. Actually, I do six out of seven days a week. Now I do a new message on my website, danielscranton.com, on my YouTube channel, on my Facebook. I post them on there on Instagram as well, which is at Daniel Scranton Channels. And um, they're from the Arcturian Council. If it's not a brand new one, then I use one that I did a few years ago. Then uh, I repost that one. Um, so all every day I'm putting uh, like a 10-minute message out there. And um, there's thousands of them now on YouTube on my channel. Um, when is this going to come out, this <laughs> podcast? Well, let's see. Uh, you're going to be on, let's see, two weeks from the 12th. So at the end of March, the last. Okay. So I don't know what I'll have coming up <laughs> for <laughs> classes and courses, but I typically teach a new course every month. Um, I teach channel a channeling class every month. I do a beginners and an advanced. So all that stuff's on my website. And if they sign up for my newsletter, they'll never not know what's going on. All right. Well, that's great. And of course, you guys, uh, I've put everything in the links, uh, the, the links for the in the show notes so that you can check out what Daniel is up to and uh, follow him and stay connected to his high vibing energy. Um, so Daniel, I just want to thank you so much for honoring me by coming onto this podcast and sharing what you do and sharing your world with us. It's been just such a pleasure to chat with you. Same here. Well, there you have it. So remember, Daniel's daily channelings can be found all over the internet, but you can always find the latest one at danielscranton.com and on his YouTube channel where you can watch him channel each new transmission. I've done that and that is pretty cool. Go to Daniel's website to learn about his latest course offerings, healings, and all the other ways he's serving the awakening and ascension of humanity. I'll see you soon. Meanwhile, 
walk in grace. Thank you for joining me in the grace space, where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.